working parents, the COVID crisis is getting more intense. Some employers are asking workers to come back to the office. At the same time, many schools are saying classes will be fully remote. Schools are reopening. Problems are already emerging. We're also seeing Chicago going to all remote learning for the fall. In Indiana, students at Elwood Junior Senior High School now have to go remote after staff members tested positive for COVID-19. Virtual school is a problem for a lot of working parents. One of the reasons that a lot of parents are at a breaking point right now is even if you're only called back every other week or three days a week, If you have kids, you have to do something with the kids when you're at the office. With the school year starting, parents around the country are scrambling to find childcare. Childcare that they wouldn't need if their kids were in school. Our colleague Christina Rexrode says the expense is forcing some working parents to choose between a major financial setback or a professional one. And what they choose will have broad ramifications. If parents can't work or work to the same level that they would in normal times, then the economy can't get back on track. It's not much more complicated than that. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, August 18th. Coming up on the show, how working parents are scrambling to find and pay for childcare, and what that could mean for the economy. This episode is brought to you by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So create all the stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos you need with Canva. Start with one of the designer-made templates or jump ahead with the power of AI. It's a real time saver and anybody can use it. Whatever department you work in, whatever you need, Canva will help you get it done and make it look fantastic. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. In the spring, when schools and offices shut down, it all happened so suddenly that parents threw together their plans on the fly. One of those parents was Donna Medrick. Donna's a legal consultant in Chicago. She has a six-year-old son named Asher. And Donna remembers how crazy things were at the beginning. It felt like I was in the twilight zone and it was just the never-ending day. I was getting up at four, getting a little bit of work done, walking the dogs, trying to juggle work and calls. How long did you anticipate this would be going on for? When I went in on March 16th, that was the day I picked up the packet from Chicago Public School that we attend, and they gave me a packet for two weeks, and I was like, ooh, that'd be great if it's only two weeks. Initially, Asher loved not going to school. He was thrilled. He's like, oh, I don't have to go anywhere? Oh, good, let's stay home. Can we watch a movie? Can I have tablet? Can we get some games? Can you make some popcorn, Mommy? Mommy! It's kind of like that movie Wedding Crashers where he's yelling, Ma, where's the meatloaf? That's my kid. Ma, where's the mac and cheese? As the weeks dragged on, life at home got harder for Asher. He missed his friends. He missed his favorite class, chess. And he wanted to go back. 
He started occasionally acting out, and Donna says this began to impact her work. And my son interrupting calls and swearing, that was always awesome. Did that really happen? Yeah. It was a new client, but we had already a number of conversations, and he called me unexpectedly, and I answered, and my son came in the back and F-bombed, and he just giggled, and I said, oh, don't judge me by my offspring or something. You know, I tried to, you know, <laughs> push it under the rug, but I was mortified. In her exhaustion, Donna would sometimes make mistakes at work that weren't as easy to brush aside. For the first time ever, I I actually was 45 minutes late for a meeting. I've I've never done that in my life. And then, of course, there's the emails where I'm like, oh, that's not grammatically correct. Awesome. There was always a pendulum. I was doing great as a parent, but then I would do horrible as an employee. So there was always something suffering. Millions of parents found themselves in this situation, compromising between work and parenting, with some, like Donna, getting up at four in the morning to squeeze it all in. One study found that some working mothers were putting in longer hours at their jobs during the early days of the pandemic. That was when the compromises seemed temporary. But when many school districts around the country decided not to reopen their classrooms this fall, the calculus changed, and some working parents felt like they needed a better solution. Here's Christina. I talked to a couple of people whose kids had always gone to public school, and they were talking about pulling their kids out and sending them to private school for the year because a lot of private schools are planning to be open for in-person learning. I also talked to people who were, you know, working with other families to form what people are calling educational pods in their backyards. One mom I talked to was working with another mom to get a couple of families together. So she planned to hire a trainer from her gym to come run the pod. But educational pods and tutors aren't cheap. That's a big financial hit. You can easily spend $10,000 a year on daycare for a single child and twice as much or more in big cities. And if you have school-age kids, maybe you haven't paid for a sitter during the day for years, but now you might need to. Even before the crisis, childcare was extremely expensive. Over the last 20 years, the cost of babysitters and daycare has risen at about double the rate of inflation. And Christina says it's about to get worse. Because of COVID, daycares need to pay for more cleaning and buy protective gear for their staff. And soon, there might just be fewer of them around. A lot of daycares had really lean months in the spring and summer when they either were forced to close from, you know, state and local rules or their enrollment plunged because people weren't comfortable sending their kids in the spring and summer. There was a recent study where 40% of child care providers said they expected that they would close permanently if they don't get additional public assistance. So that's going to mean even fewer daycare slots while there's, you know, potentially more demand. So working parents are left trying to figure out how much they can afford to spend and what their options are. What those choices mean for parents like Donna and for the economy overall. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Walmart. Walmart is committed to helping associates live better. As one of the first companies to remove college degree requirements from the majority of their roles, Walmart is creating opportunities for associates to build careers based on their real-life experiences. In fact, the company is investing over $1 billion in career-driven training and development programs. Learn why it pays to work at Walmart at walmart.com skillsfirst A few weeks before the start of the school year, Donna found out about a child care program that was launching at her local gym. It offered supervision for kids during the school day while they took their online classes, and it had optional after-school programs. This meant Donna could go back to her office. She was psyched. I think I danced around for a little bit, and then I excitedly told my partner, look at what he could do. So yeah, extreme joy, extreme joy. It's, you know, a block long, and they're next to parks, and they have a huge roof. It's a very, very large space. Donna decided to sign Asher up for three days a week. But the price tag was steep. You're paying $100 a day, and then I'll pay extra so that my son could do yoga or cooking or science after, you know, between three and five. What does it mean for you financially? Financially, it means I'm going into my savings and my, um, you know, retirement fund to compensate for what spring did, you know, with this isolation and making sure he has an exceptional fall. There are some 50 million working parents in the U.S., 5-0. And if you multiply this across families all over the country, if they're spending thousands of dollars each on childcare that they weren't expecting to spend, that adds up and that takes away from other parts of the economy. It means they have less money to invest and save and spend. It maybe means that they're not ordering takeout or going on vacations or shopping. And Those are also important to getting the economy going again. Even after taking this financial hit, parents won't be able to go back to working normal weeks. Donna, for example, will still have to stay home with Asher on Tuesdays and Thursdays. She's the one primarily responsible for watching him. She says she's not sure how that's going to go. You know, he's, like most kids, he... He's more receptive to someone else teaching him versus me. And I'm I'm not really confident that those Tuesday and Thursdays in the fall are going to go really well, you know, because they want a full day remote. I I don't know how that's going to work. So why not send him there every weekday? The frugal side of me is is just saying, no, you, you need to be practical. He needs to learn to adapt to this new situation as well. How are you going to manage that with your job? drink a lot of coffee and tea and just try to take as best care of myself as I can. And I just don't go anywhere and my spare time is sleep and just work. It's like kind of like college. I had three jobs in college. You just, just don't do anything else, you know? Still, Donna's lucky to have an arrangement that allows her to keep her job. Some families might decide they just can't make it work. Some parents are going to have to drop out of the workforce altogether. We've reported that Single parents are being forced to stop working. A lot of moms are being forced to stop working. 
And we don't know how significant this trend is going to be in the end, but if a lot of parents decide to do it, that's going to have a big impact on the economy. You know, our economy functions best when able-bodied working age adults can participate in it. And on an individual level, if your family goes from two incomes to one or from one income to eating into your savings, you have a lot less financial stability and you don't have a cushion to fall back on if something else bad happens. Christina says each family is going to have to figure out how to balance these competing options. I think ultimately this comes down to a lot of trade-offs. If you are suddenly, for example, paying to send your kid to private school for the year so that they can get in-person learning, that might be what's best for your kid. That might be what's best for your job and your stress level and you, but that's going to come at a big financial cost. And then there are parents who will say, I have to send my kid to school when school opens, regardless of whether it's safe, because that's the only way I can keep my job. Not to mention that this is a time when unemployment is really high and a lot of people who remain employed are taking pay cuts or taking furloughs. And there are other parents who will say, I'm not comfortable sending my kid to school, so my job is just going to have to suffer. There really are no good choices here. That's all for today, Tuesday, August 18th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting for this story by Lauren Weber. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.